Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets timeline. This is a new series I'm covering, and it is the same title as my ebook, God, Me, and the Dissertation. The aim of this series is to encourage individuals in their higher education pursuits, higher education in the academic setting and the professional setting. I remember I was on my last leg of the dissertation doctoral race and I was speaking to someone about some of the challenges I was going through and what I went through. And I told them, you know what, I'm going to write a book because this entire process is something absolutely serious. So I did that. I want to let you know right now that this series is not exclusively for people getting a doctorate degree. It is for anyone who has a major paper, a project, a research assignment coming up, or you have to work independently or with a group of people. It doesn't matter if you're in an academic setting, professional setting, community setting. Whatever it is that you have to do where you have to focus on research, typing things up, getting things turned in in a timely manner, working with people, working with administrators, working with people in authority, this series will encourage you, or I believe it will encourage you. One can take some key targets that are applicable to them and apply it to their situation. It's something to be learned, whether it's for you or for someone you know currently or in the future. The aim is to trust God to take you to the next level of completion and promotion. And you will hear me talk about the dissertation and the doctorate program a lot because I'm providing examples of what I went through in this particular season of my life. You'll hear about the characters I had to deal with. And if you were to ask the people that I'm referring to, was Kenitra a character? I'm pretty sure that they will say yes, but I could care less. Once again, my aim for this series is to encourage you to stay focused on the target of what you are doing, why you are doing it, and following through with what God called you to complete. There will be a lot of distractions when you're going to school and when you're going to work, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you can already agree to that. If you're in a program, if you're in a training course, a training certification institution, whatever it is, the aim is to complete what you started, especially if God told you to complete it. In this God, Me, and the Dissertation series, I will provide examples, personal stories, tips, strategies on what I've used to encourage you and inform you of what I went through. And of course, I'm directing you to get right back to the one who can get you out of any personal or academic storm, and that's Jesus Christ. This series is similar to my college success tips, but the stories will be primarily from what I went through, as I said earlier, during the entire doctorate program targeting in on the dissertation phase, okay? So I'm about to jump in, and as I previously stated, today's motivational aim targets timeline. For anybody working on any degree, any program, certification, project, or whatever, I am pretty sure that you are aware that there are a series of courses or steps you have to complete in order to obtain proof that you've met every requirement to move to the next level. When a person completes a sequence of tasks, lessons, or assignments, this is often referred to as a curriculum. When I was an undergrad and graduate school, I obtained the curriculum, the course plan that I had to follow for the major area of study I was getting my degree in, and I would follow that religiously. I'd take classes, write my grades on the side. So what I'd do is i get the curriculum, print it out. At first, my academic advisor, which was my professor, she printed it out for me. And she showed me how to follow it. 
after she did that, man, when I got into graduate school, working on my master's and my doctorate degree, I did the same thing. I followed what she taught me, and it kept me on track because I was able to see what classes I completed, which classes I needed to complete, which classes were coming up. And then when it was time to formulate or get your schedule together, I knew what to do based off of that curriculum, that timeline. And when you go by your timeline, when you go by your curriculum, what happens is, is if you have your, I guess, an undergraduate catalog, and if you're in graduate school, your graduate school catalog gives you all the policies, the rules, the requirements on what you need to do if you have to substitute a class, class grades that you need that are considered as passing, all of that's in there. So when you have your timeline, your curriculum, as you're writing down these courses that you've taken each semester, you also put your grades there. So you can see, okay, do I need to take a class again? Because normally a passing grade is an A, a B, or C. Now, as is stated in your course catalog, no matter if it's undergraduate or graduate school, that's going to let you know what courses you can get away with, if you can, with a C- minus or a D. But those are far and few between. And normally that's in undergraduate courses. When you get to graduate school and you get to what, professional school, master's, bachelor's, terminal degrees, professional degrees, they're not playing around with any C's. I think you can only, depending on your program, you can only have one C. <laughs> and when you get a C, they will send you all kinds of emails letting you know, we need to meet with you because um, we have to make sure that you're going to follow through with this program because we need students who are degree-seeking trying to pass. And if you're not trying to pass, let us know now so we can get somebody to come in. Because we want our school to look good. They will let you know in graduate school. Don't be coming in here with no C's and D's. It's only a one-time situation where they let you go through. But that, I don't care what school it is. When it comes to graduate school, professional school, they're not playing around with any C's and D's. They will have a full on meeting with you. And they don't care who you bring either. You can bring your daddy, your mama, your spouse, your sibling. They'll tell you in front of them. We don't know if you can perform. What's going on? So anybody thinking that they're just going to see their way out of graduate school, professional school, doctorate program, might want to rethink that. But going back to this course curriculum, this timeline, even the grades that you make or you earn in that course, that determines your timeline. It determines how long you're going to be in school. It does, because if somebody keeps making failing grades, it pushes them back. Now, when I was an undergrad, my aim was to graduate in four years exactly. That was my aim, and that's what my daddy told me. That's what it was going to be. <laughs> he told me straight up, you're graduating in four years. We're not doing all this this playing stuff. So four years it was. Now I entered school in the fall of that semester with the intention of graduating four years later in the spring. So I entered my undergrad program in the fall of 2003. My aim was to graduate in four years in May 2007. Now, that didn't go as planned, but I did meet the four-year timeline. And the reason it didn't go according to my plan in May 2007 is because I hit a lot of setbacks with certain professors and situations that I did go into detail about in a college success tip. Matter of fact, which college success tip was that? Okay, I found it. It was college, or it is, college success tip number 84. So feel free to listen to that whenever you get some time. But I did graduate in that four-year mark, although it was December 2007. 
It worked out, but it was a challenge. Now, we jumped to me working on a master's degree. When I started the master's program, my projected timeline was to finish in one year's time. The reason I set that goal for myself is because I saw the number of courses within the curriculum. And I think I only needed around 30 or 33 credit hours. And to me, I was like, oh, I'm about to knock this out because the timeline I set for myself fit within a year's time. So I was determined. I was not playing. I was going around telling people, I'm about to finish this in a year. Some people thought I was absolutely crazy. It's like, you can't finish no master's in a year. I'm looking like the timeline says I can. Look at this timeline. Oh, my goodness. 10, 11 classes? I'm going to knock this out. Because I'm thinking about my mindset when I was an undergrad. There were courses I was taking at different colleges at the same time I was taking at my major university. I was taking summer courses at two different academic institutions, transferring stuff in. So somebody thinking that I was only taking two classes for the summer terms, no, I was taking about four classes. I was taking winter minis, summer minis, any mini that they had. I was just taking them and transferring those suckers in. So when I got to the master's program, that's how my mind was wired to knock things out. And I remember I was telling people, I'm about to be finishing the year. I'm taking all my classes in a year. People was looking at me like I, like I said earlier, they was looking at me like I was crazy. But I remember I took a class and the teacher, the professor, said that her son was working on a master's. And she told the class... I encourage everybody, if you can, to finish this degree in a year's time because that's what I'm telling my son. So I was looking around like, yeah, you see what she said? I knew I wasn't tripping. And she gave the same reasoning I gave. Look how many classes are on here. And when I say look how many classes are on here, I'm referring to the curriculum, the timeline the major area of study somebody is getting their degree in. And she understood people was going through issues. Not everybody's situation was the same. But she said, you don't need to be sitting around working on a master's, especially if it's only 30, 40-something credits, and it's taking you several years to complete. Just knock it out. And that's what I did. My goal was to knock it out in a year before I even heard her or even met the lady. And I knocked it out and I graduated in one year. Then I went for my doctor degree. Now my goal, my timeline that I set for myself when I was working on that doctor degree, I wanted to graduate in three years. That was my aim. That was my target. And I did graduate, praise God, but it was not three years. It was four years. And during these episodes, you will understand why it was four. Now, four years to me isn't that bad. Three years isn't that bad. But I was just looking at the credit hours on that curriculum. I think it was 60 credit hours, but I did not factor in the major comprehensive exam, and I did not factor in the dissertation and everything that goes along with the dissertation, the research project. So I didn't graduate in three. I graduated in four years, which wasn't that bad, praise God. Now, for anyone who's going through any level of schooling, you know what I'm talking about. When you set a timeline for yourself, And things happen. Challenges come. Setbacks appear. Twists and turns are every which way. Not only in your academic life, but in your personal life. In your professional life, if you're working. In your relationships. Within yourself. In your mind. There are a lot of things going on. But the timeline. You setting up a timeline for yourself. A projected timeline. A goal. That is key. 
Now, my situation is different from someone else's, but I believe there's some key targets. As I stated when I started this episode, somebody can glean something from what I'm saying and apply it and relate to it. I had my degree plan. When I was working in graduate school, I knew what to do. Or I was clear on what to do. I had an understanding on what to do. Now, as I was going through school, there were some things happening personally. There were some things going on with me academically. There were a lot of things going on professionally. Some of these things I had no control over. But I still aim towards the target of completion. And for anybody who gets their curriculum and they start putting a timeline together, when you first start, you're excited. You know, you look like, okay, this semester I'm taking this class. Okay, next semester I'm taking this class. Okay, I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z. After a while, you're ready to get out of there. (laughs) You don't want to be in school anymore. That's what was going on with me. I adhered to the timeline, but I was tired and I was ready to be done. I thought to myself, okay, um, sometimes I thought, why did you start this program? Why did you do this? What made you go to school and get a doctorate degree? Why? But there was something within letting me know you need to finish. Finish the timeline. Finish what you start. Aim towards completion. So I did that. Going back to the question when I was asking myself, why did you even start this program? You know what? It could have been, it could have been that one day when I was signing up to get my cap and gown for my master's degree, I was signing up in the bookstore, ordering my stuff. And then when they called and said, your cap and gown is ready to pick up for graduation. So I went in there. Got my master's cap and gown with my little hood on the back. As I was checking out, I saw some people who were getting their caps and gowns for their doctorate degree. Mind you, I was not thinking about a doctorate degree at all. At all. I remember I was working in a master's class and a girl told me, Kanitra, you're going to go back and get a doctorate. And I looked at her like, girl, shut up. I almost cursed that girl out because I was like, don't you wish that on me. Nobody trying to go back to school. Don't you ever tell me that. So she left me alone, but she was like, you going back to school. I just know it. I just know it. I was like, man, shut up. I'm not. (laughs) But going back to the bookstore, so I was in the bookstore getting my cap and gown, but I saw some people getting their doctorate robe, like I just said. And when they got their doctorate robe and their cap, The hat that goes in their head, their hat didn't look like the square hats. The little regular square hats when you get your undergrad and your master's degree. Their hat didn't look like that. It was like a little Shakespeare hat. You know, kind of tilted to the side, wooden square. And I was like, hey, why you have a hat like that? Oh, this is what a doctor hit degrees like this is what your cabin gown looks like <laughs> and I said oh for real so I remember just staring at that cap that hat and I said you know what I need me a little Shakespeare hat I need that in my life I need a Shakespeare hat I want a Shakespeare hat because all I could just see is me wearing my little Shakespeare hat tilted to the side and my hair down my swoop in the front and my big curls coming down. And I just saw big hoop earrings with that hat. And I said, I need to get that hat. I need it. That could have been why I went back to school. That Shakespeare hat intrigued me. So, or I could have went back to get my doctorate because I was working in a school district where a lot of things were going on that only administrators had the power and influence to change. And I was tired of being where I was in that school district. And I remember I got fed up and I said, man, I'm going back to school. So that could have been the extra push that I needed. But I still think it was the hat because when I graduated and when I ordered that hat, (laughs) couldn't tell me nothing. 
put the hat on, put on my big earrings. My hair was down. I said, this is what I envisioned. I knew it. This is what I needed in life, this hat. But, of course, you want to get a doctor to help people. And, of course, I'm doing that. But I think it was the hat. But, yeah, I finished school in four years. But for anybody in school working on anything, the aim is to set your projected timeline towards the target that you want to complete. And don't compare yourself to me and don't compare yourself to anybody else. Your targeted goal could be to graduate in four years, but you graduate in six. But when you evaluate your academic journey, you see, oh my goodness, God, even though my projected timeline was four years and I went through six, there are so many things I've learned. I understand why you took me through that journey and I thank you. So don't beat yourself up and don't compare yourself to anybody. Compare yourself to yourself. Compare yourself to where God wants you to go and what God has called you to do. Because I am not the standard. I am not the standard for your life. I can serve as an example of things to avoid and things to navigate through. But we are not the same. And I don't say that disrespectfully. I only say that because I know the dangers in comparing yourself with people not knowing the full scope of that individual's life and the intricacies of their life and what they really have going on that they don't show you. So as you evaluate what you need to do in your professional program or your academic program, set the timeline based off of what you have going on, not with what I shared with you and what other people have going on that they share with you. Also, aim to not set your timeline on the expectations of someone else. And here are a few tips I want to share with you as you thoroughly think or look over your program. First tip, meet with the appropriate academic personnel to review your degree plan and your curriculum. Tip number two. Aim to listen to what these individuals, these appropriate academic personnel, listen to what they have to say. They might give you a recommendation and tell you what they think you should do, but pray about it before you make a decision. Sometimes individuals share great information and great advice Sometimes people give you information based off of what they did, so they think what they did is gold, and everybody should do it that way. And then some people tell you things because they don't think that you have it in you. So they put you on a track towards failure, not towards success. So pray about what people are telling you before you do it. Tip number three, don't receive negativity as your destiny. And what I mean by that is let's say you're talking to a professor, an academic advisor, or an academic administrator. And they are saying, well, people set a timeline to get out of school, but it never works out. It's going to take you 50 years to get out of school. I mean, didn't I hear you say you had children? Are you taking care of your parents? Are you have a special needs loved one you looking after? And you trying to get a degree? Oh, um, it's not going to work out for you. You might want to drop out and go work somewhere else because <laughs> this is not for you. I mean, I don't even think that you have it in you. What college did you say you went to? Oh, you need to diversify your degrees. I mean, I don't. I don't think you have it in you. That's the school you went to? Oh. I mean, people get degrees over there. What? Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if this is for you. I mean, you look like you're not even graduate school material. Most graduate students look this way, and they already have a job in this field. And I don't know. It might take you 
50 years, 20 years, 10 years. I mean, most students, it takes them that long. And you over here talking about you're going to finish in four years? Mm. If somebody's speaking like that to you, don't receive that. Don't receive that at all. You have a goal. You have a timeline that you're aiming towards. Don't allow someone's negativity stop what your goals are. Don't do it. Set the timeline. Understand, okay, people are talking about it takes 50 years for somebody to get a degree. That's not me. I'm not those people. Focus on your timeline. If it's a four-year program and your aim is to finish in four years or three years, aim towards that target. If you're in a two-year program, your aim is to finish in two years or less. Even if people tell you, oh, no one ever graduates, no one ever succeeds here, you let them know, man, I'm the exception and I will graduate. Let them laugh, let them giggle, and watch you all the way to making your last tuition payment. Let them laugh as you are walking up the graduation steps about to cross over and get your sheepskin. Let them mock as you go up to the school to get your final transcript with the date of degree confirmation. Let them laugh. He, he, ha, ha. If people tell you, oh, it's going to take you a long time to finish your research assignment. I mean, you have goals to finish it in a timely manner. That's crazy. Finish it in a timely manner. Focus on your timeline. I remember people telling me that it's going to take me 10 to 15 years to get a doctorate degree. Now, I understand it takes some people that long. But I was like, ah, wait, stop, don't tell me that. I will not receive that. I will not. That sounded like a curse to me. And then it was a situation where a professor, male professor, he was from a different country. Not only was he a professor, he was a dean of a department, so I only had to go to him to get something signed off on so I could take some other classes because... I've reached, I guess, a peak or I needed some kind of authorization to do something. He was the person to go to. But he was from a different country. And women were strongly advised and encouraged not to pursue their education, not to go to work. It was just something that was socially unacceptable. If a woman wanted to do that... They'd have to leave the country or they just had to endure the flack. And that was going on present day. So I heard him as I was waiting for him to finish up with a male student in his office. And I overheard him. He was telling this male student, we're going to get you through school. We're going to help you because they need you in the world and you're a male and You have a chance. You have so many opportunities. They're going to want you. We're going to help you out. And we're going to really put you on a fast track in this program because you got to get out there, man. You're going to make it. I'm going to help you out. Whatever you need, I'm going to help you out because you a man, you know. They need men. So I'm just listening. He's wrapping it up with the male student. The male student is happy because he's got this professor slash dean on his team who's going to make sure that he gets out the program. He's got somebody looking out for him, somebody he can go talk to, a mentor now. So the guy leaves. He sees me, the professor slash dean, and he asks me, what you doing in here? And I was looking like, I mean, I'm here to get something signed off on. And that's what I told him. And then he looked at my degree plan, and then he saw how many classes I had completed. So he asked me, I mean, why are you trying to finish school? You need to slow down. You you don't need to finish school. You don't have to do this. You're moving too quick. What's the rush? What's the rush? Now, he just told this man, we putting you on the fast track. And there's nothing wrong with putting anybody on a fast track, male or female. That's fine. But 
I'm not supposed to be in the fast track. So I said to him, I'm saying it calm now, but I let him know I overheard you talking to that male in there and you told him that you was putting him on the fast track and what's the difference between me and him other than he's a male and I'm here to get my education and it's not for him to tell me what track I should be on and the speed I should be going. I came in there to get something signed and that's all he needed to do. And of course, I did not say it as calm as I'm saying it now. And he looked at me and he was like, oh, I'm sorry about that. I was just saying I didn't mean anything by it. I was just, <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, I'm excited. Oh, you, you, you a good student. You got good grades. Yeah, okay. Hey, what's your name? Oh, Kenitra. Kenitra Bright. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, they, they need you in the world. Yeah, you gonna make a difference. I, I was just talking. That's it. And then he ended up being my professor. That man showed me so much favor in class. I didn't have any issues. None at all. He knew who I was after that day. Because I did not receive what he had to say. I was not receiving that. You're not gonna put me on a slow track when I have a timeline to finish in four years, I will not allow your words to permeate my mind, my heart, or my soul, and my goals. Because what you think I should do, and you're not God. Get out of here with that. Get out of here. When you set your timeline, you have to be consistent and committed to your timeline. If somebody gives you an example or a reasoning on you might want to consider this or consider that. You can listen to it, but if it doesn't sit well with your spirit and you've gone through a series of reasoning and you have an understanding on something, don't receive what people are projecting on you. Don't do it. Don't do it at all. Tip number four, follow the degree plan. When you have that curriculum for that degree plan that you are on, follow it. Some of these tips you've already heard because I went over them on my College Success Tips podcast, but I am just reiterating. When you are in a graduate school or whatever program you're in, even if it's a certification or training, follow what they give you. Follow that curriculum. Follow that degree plan because that's going to help you with your timeline. Don't listen to people who are not following the degree plan and don't listen to them trying to give you advice. It's one thing to listen to somebody and compare what they're saying with what you're doing only if they're doing what they need to do. But go seek wise counsel before you jump and do anything. Follow your degree plan. Follow your timeline. Follow your curriculum. Some people could be in class with you in the same program. And they could be in a whole different curriculum. Why? Because they have a whole different specialization. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm cool with them. I'm going to take every class that they take. Okay. They're working on their timeline. They're working on their degree plan. And you're following the wrong person. You're following the wrong timeline. And it sets you back while they're graduating. Follow your timeline. Follow your degree plan. Tip number five, ask questions. If you don't know something, ask someone. Ask somebody who knows what's going on. Don't assume anything. Tip number six, evaluate what you're adding to your timeline. Now, when you set an aim and you're trying to follow your timeline or your projected timeline, when I say evaluate what you're adding to your timeline, are you adding fear to your timeline? Are you adding people's issues that don't concern you to your timeline? 
Are you incorporating things that are distractions into your timeline? Are you including people in your timeline who haven't supported you or cared about you during your time span on this earth? Are you including doubt into your timeline? Are you including other people's insecurities in your timeline? Are you including what people have projected onto you because they didn't follow their timeline in your timeline? Are you including past mistakes in your timeline? Are you including shoulda, woulda, coulda, but didn't in your timeline? Are you including what if this happens in your timeline and it never happens? Are you including, well, I mean, I should wait for somebody else to start school with me or start their degree plan with me or start their certification with me or their training with me before I even start or begin my timeline? Evaluate what you are including in your timeline. What you include in your timeline is your start date, your work date, your due dates, your important dates, your graduation date, and your degree conferred dates. That's what you include. Because nine times out of ten, if you're focused on or if a person is focused on somebody else and trying to include them in their timeline, when it comes to the person that an individual is trying to include, when they have their timeline, they're not even thinking about you. They're not. They're going to follow their timeline and tell you to get all the way found. <laughs> get out of here. I'm doing what I need to do. I'm not worried about you. Yeah. Evaluate your timeline. Tip number seven. And this should be the first one. That's what I should have said first. But tip number seven is to pray and ask God to guide you through your timeline and through the entire process after he has confirmed that you're supposed to be doing what you're pursuing. Now, when you set these goals, will everything go according to what you've set? Will everything go second by second regarding how you planned it? Most likely not. But at least you have a guide to go by as the divine guide is guiding you. And I understand completing any goal, going to school, finishing school, it's a challenge because a person is dealing with academic pressures, personal pressures, storms, struggles, professional obstacles, and everything else like finances, health issues, social battles, interactions with people, all kinds of stuff. But keeping a general timeline is your vision of what you aim to complete. And don't be hard on yourself when things are outside of your control and you have to restructure your timeline. But be accountable. Be responsible. And don't start saying negative things. You have to watch your mouth as you create timelines for yourself and as you modify timelines that you've set for yourself. Assess the time you have. Do what you need to do. And don't compare your time to someone else. Don't look at people in class or around you and think, if only I had their timeline and their time frame. Don't do that. Don't do it. Because you don't know what's going on in that person's life. Now, this is another tip I should have included in that. But I guess I could say this is tip number eight. With the time that God has given you as you aim towards the target in completing your timeline, carve out time for God. God is giving you 24 hours in a day. There ought to be some time in that day as you're working on your timeline that you can talk to God. You spend time with God, reading God's word, praying to him, singing a song of praise and worship, Whatever you have to do, listening to a teaching, but putting God above your timeline, that is an essential target to practice and implement in a person's life. Take time for God and then take time for yourself, for what you need to do. 
Am I saying you'll be able to spend a whole eight hours to do everything you want to do the way you want to? No. But if you have eight hours, be wise with those eight hours. And you'd be surprised how you can start getting time by cutting out the time you spend on things that do not produce any fruit. If you are aiming to do what you need to do in your timeline and things are not matching up and aligning with God, don't worry. Cast your cares on God. Do what you need to do and press forward. God knows how to make things work for you. We all have timelines, but God has a timeline for us that supersedes anything we would have dreamed or imagined. Now, let me go ahead and provide a biblical scripture or a lesson in addition to this tip. And there was a person in scripture who was in school. He was working on a major project. And I believe there was a timeline he set for himself as well as others. But he encountered a dilemma, something that was beyond his control. While he's working on his action research architecture project, something happened that interfered with his timeline. And I'm encouraging you all to read 2 Kings, the 6th chapter and the 1st of the 7th verse, but I'm going to read it real quick. The sons of the prophet said to Elisha, Please notice that the place where we live under your supervision is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan where we can each get a log and can build ourselves a place to live there. Go, he said. Then one said, Please come with your servants. I'll come, he answered. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. As one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water and he cried out, Oh, my master, it was borrowed. Then the man of God asked, Where did it fall? When he showed him the place, the man of God cut a piece of wood, threw it there, and made the iron float. Then he said, Pick it up. So he reached out and took it. So you heard that. You have the students of N. K-P-U, Northern Kingdom Prophet University. They were a part of a university building initiative to create an additional groundbreaking center to house new undergrad students who were accepted into their prestigious ministry matters program under the advisement and supervision of the president of the school. He was a distinguished professor. His name was Elisha. He was a man of God. He was a prophet. Now, the students enrolled in the building and ministry expansion course, they had to complete a major architecture assignment that involved them assessing their needs and creating innovative resources for students coming in after them since the university's enrollment was at an all-time high. One student who was enrolled in that class, had his curriculum, his syllabus, and his timeline, and his supplies. But when he went to begin his assignment, something happened outside of his control that impacted his timeline. And the challenging thing about all of this was although it was outside of his control, he was still responsible to completing the overall task. So you see how that happens? We can have timelines for work, school, or whatever. And yes, we go through tough things. We go through things that we cannot control, but we still have to get things done. And if we have to get things done, what will we do? Now, in some cases, we have a timeline, but... We have to wait. We have to wait on God. But after the waiting period is over or we receive clearance from Christ to move forward, what will we focus on? Will we focus on what happened in the timeline or will we take action looking at where we are, focusing on what we can do to get right back towards 
the completion of the timeline that we set. Even though we had to restructure some things and modify some things. Understand that things happen. But we can learn from them. And we can keep moving forward. We can keep aiming towards targets. And we can keep hitting those targets to the best of our ability. As you heard in scripture, the student had a timeline. Something happened. But what did he do? He went to seek help. He went to someone who could help him. He didn't go ask people who were in the position that he was in. He went higher. And that is what we should always aim to do. Go higher. Go to God in prayer. When timelines aren't looking right. When we face obstacles of every kind. We should cast our cares on God because he cares for us. He cares about the things that we have to modify and restructure in the timelines of life. Go to Jesus in prayer when the timeline is not right and allow God to show you what to do beyond your control so that you can finish the task he's called you to complete. The student in scripture, he didn't stop when his timeline was interrupted. He saw what happened. He assessed the issue. He learned from it and he did what he needed to do. He went to God in prayer and he reached out and completed the task. Yes, there were some things he had to modify. Yes, there were some things that need to be restructured. But he still aimed towards the target of completion. And he expressed his feelings and he told someone what happened. But he didn't harp on why his timeline was disturbed. He moved forward. And that is what we all should do. Set the timeline Write the vision, make it plain, but keep God on top, in front, in the center of your timeline. And that includes an academic timeline, a research paper or project timeline, your family timeline, your relationship timeline, your personal timeline, any your financial timeline, any timeline that you have. Keep God first in it. And the scripture I would like to leave you with, well review, is Second Kings, the sixth chapter in the seventh verse, and it reads, Then he said, Pick it up. So he reached out and took it. I selected that scripture to reinforce the importance of taking time seriously and doing what you need to do to follow the timelines that are directly linked to your promotion and progress. Yes, things happen, but God sees all of that. God knows all of that. God is providing for you in the midst of all of that. And God will make sure that you propel, accelerate in every timeline when you keep him first. There is no need for you to get razzled and frazzled. God knows how to turn your turning points into testimonies. Remain encouraged. Remain encouraged in every task that you have to complete. Professional, academic, major research project, major paper, group assignment, whatever it is. God is guiding you. What I would like to do is present a few questions for you to think about and answer on your own. I'd write them down and then go to God in prayer, but of course you don't have to. The first question is, have you set a timeline for yourself for every goal that you're trying to complete? Question number two, why is it important to aim towards a timeline of completion? Question number three, have you ever aimed to follow a timeline but things beyond your control happened? If so, what did you do? That's really two questions. Question number four. Have you ever aimed to follow a timeline, but you allowed distractions to take your focus? Question number five. From this point forward, how will you aim to handle the distractions and unexpected interruptions in your life. 
in question number six. What scriptures will you stand on? What promises from God will you stand on for encouragement as you press forward in completing your task and timelines? Ponder on those questions. Journal those questions if you want to. Pray about the questions if you want to. You can speak to some people who are serious about timelines and you want to share those questions and your responses with them. Somebody who's going to hold you accountable. Just start talking about that. Talk about what you're doing. Say it out loud. But ask yourself those questions. And when you start doubting yourself, inviting things in your timeline that are not supposed to be, go back to God quickly. Because the enemy's goal is to get you off of your timeline, your God-ordained timeline, your God-honoring timeline. Because he wants to insert failure in your timeline. And that's not a part of your timeline. Go to the scriptures, go to the promises of God, and stand on them and declare them out loud so you can refocus and remodify what you're thinking about So you can finish what God has called you to complete. Even if you have to keep saying over and over God's promises. But the more you do it, you'll see. And you can watch how your mindset pivots into recognizing and believing that God's word is true. All right. So thank you for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download God, Me, and the Dissertation on the site You can order inspirational apparel and you have the option to connect with me on Instagram at aim towards the target and college underscore success tips. Enjoy your day. Peace and God bless.